0: If you don't like me, that's fine. But you know, watch your mouth.
1: What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Canvas Closet Podcast. I am Canvas Queen DGO. We got MJ and Jason Mitchell in the house today. Thanks for joining us again, Jason. We appreciate you. How's it going, everybody? Good.
2: What's happening, ladies? What's happening, ladies? Good to see you both.
0: How you doing, MJ? Good, good. Excited to uh, do a little recap and just freshen up everyone's uh, you know, visuals of us. So here we are. Here we
1: are. Well, um, let's do, before we get into the real uh, subject of the show, which is going to be quite interesting, if you're here with us today, it's going to be a fun show uh (laughs) that's the best i can do for that one but let's talk about some housekeeping um so yeah you want to touch on that art contest that we're having
0: yeah definitely so uh calling all artists uh we are looking uh, for assistance in helping build our brand um we're looking for logo design caricature design anything um that uh we're not thinking of ourselves so um Friends always ask me, Megan, you're an artist, why don't you do your own logo? Uh, because I'm too close to the project and I just can't do it myself. Um, and so we are doing an art contest, artist call out. Um, we know no one wants to work for free, uh, but we are asking for your generous time and uh, ideas to help move us forward. We're um, offering in trade to you know continue to promote you as a person and your brand. Uh, and then also will any... Um, any art that we use, of course, we give you credit. And of course, um, and once we start making money, uh, we would always uh, return that favor. So, um, artists call out if you have anything you want to offer to uh, and uh, help us out with, you can email us at cannabiscloset420 at gmail.com and uh, we can start conversations about what this means. Uh, winner, winner, chicken dinner. If you do win an <laughs> art contest or we do use your art, uh, again, we will compensate you with gratitude.
1: We're doing apparel, and, right? Are we doing apparel, apparel
0: for that? Yeah. Uh, apparel um, and uh, anything else that we come up with over time. Um,
2: it'll it'll a, be a nice little warm fuzzy feeling inside. That's right. And the good karma it promotes for everybody. Again, the reality is down the road I think the marketing value and promotions alone to be connected to this uh, wonderful podcast and these ladies is is uh, priceless. So thank you. Get at it.
0: Thanks.
1: Okay. Awesome. Um, also, uh, just uh, uh, just like I said, a little bit of house cleaning, housekeeping, cleaning. We're not cleaning right now. Um, check out my smoke gear. We're going to put a link down in the bottom, uh, an affiliate link down there. So check out my smoke gear, my uh, smoke, my smoke gear dot slash ref slash Queen dgo um they have lots of cool stuff so they have uh right now we have pipes this one is um a silicone pipe so it's great for traveling you just throw it in your pocket and super easy to clean too this little bit just pops out that is a glass bowl for you so it's really nice to smoke out of they have glass bowls too and these are not i won't call them unbreakable but i will call them durable i have seen a pipe that was made uh, by our our glass designer that has dropped from very high distance onto a concrete floor. Did not break. It's very durable. So if you forget to do your lap check, you might be uh, just lucky to have this, this piece sitting in your lap. It comes in a lot of different colors, lots of different designs. And if you order the Happy Bundle box, you also get a grinder with it. This is one of my favorite grinders. Comes in a lot of different colors. And check this out. This is my favorite part, you guys. Oh, it's my favorite part. So, boom, we pull this out and we have a sandbox in there. I'm thinking about nice. loading it up for 420, for our 419 show. think thinking about loading that up and seeing where we go with that. So, we'll see what happens with that, nice. that uh, sandbox. But, yeah, check out My Smoke Gear. Um, you can go to my link slash ref slash Cannaqueen DGO to check out the My Smoke Gear a pair uh sorry uh merchandise in there we also have a raffle coming up that's going to benefit uh the cannabis closet so that raffle is going to include a focus v carta resin art bundle uh Valued at $150, cannabis apparel and accessories, Canna Queen and Cannabis Closet apparel valued at around $50. The ticket sales end at 4:19 at 4 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. You can enter as many times as you want. The raffle tickets are $25 a piece, and you can find, uh, you can go to our Cash App, which is Dollar Sign. Cannabis Closet 420 or our PayPal, Cannabis Closet 420 at gmail.com to uh, enter the contest. Again, it's $25 a ticket and you can enter as many times as you want. We are going to stop entries at 4 p.m. Mountain Standard Time on 419 as we are giving away the bundle on 419. It's going to be a fun show. Uh, We're going to have uh, we're going to have Peasy on the show. He's going to be uh, guest hosting with us. So, if anybody follows on TikTok, knows official Peasy. He's going to be guest uh, guest hosting with us on 419. Uh, we're going to have a few more guests as well. Uh, if you follow PZ, check out the Get High Rapper. He's going to be at the showboat in Atlantic City on June 25th through June 27th. Uh, he's going to do two shows. It's called the Boardwalk Buds. Uh, it's a it's a festival, it looks like, and he's going to be out there. So go check him out. Mark your calendars June 25th through 27th. If you don't know the Get High Rapper, you should definitely follow him. He has a Podcast to be blunt, he's always very welcoming to the Canvas Closet podcast. Podcast, and we're gonna give him love as often as we can. Uh, yeah.
0: So, uh, women in cannabis. MJ, take it away. Women in cannabis. So, uh, March eighth. That's our next show next week, Monday, March eighth at four twenty p.m. We're calling out for all the ladies. Uh, Bring us your stories. Tell us your experiences, good and bad and the ugly. Um, if you want, we're doing live, so pop in and join us live. We'll send you an invite if you reach out to us. Otherwise, um, email us your stories. We'll uh, read your stories. Talk about what you went through. Um, everything can be totally anonymous, so you don't have to. We don't have to say your name. We can use your first name. You can use your screen name. Uh, whatever you like. So uh, reach out to us, cannabiscloset420 at gmail.com. Um, we've already reached out to several parties and uh, we're really excited about this episode. Um, we want to know the, yeah, your experiences, uh, how you've done it, how you've made it and um, how we can make this better if there's still issues going on in your area. And so bring it, bring it, ladies. Bring it, ladies. That's what
1: we're doing. All right. Well, with that all said and done. Uh, let's get into what we're going to talk about today. Who wants to start on uh, what, what's going on? We had a tr- tumultuous after show this week. We've been kind of exhausted by it.
0: So I was gone. I I took a little uh, girls' vacay and uh, was tuning in as you um, as I could, and I can't believe what I mean good and bad like seriously this was kind of an uh, you know uh, crappy and foody as it was to have to deal with it real time um, I think that it opened up a lot of people's eyes it definitely absolutely um, speaks to the fact that people comment and say things before they're informed. Do we
2: wanna? Do we want to give any backstory at all as to?
0: Yeah,
1: yeah, let's do it. Uh, do you want to take take that, or do you want me sure. to? Go? I mean, a yeah.
2: quick review. You know, we had we had the the last uh, podcast we had was uh, a group of activists across the board talking about specifically race in the cannabis industry and the lack of opportunity diversion. Yeah, the lack of opportunity, inclusion, and diversity. In the cannabis industry that we, as minorities, have witnessed, participated in, and see every day, and some of the other advocates that you know um, are in that same space and and say they're acting uh, in accordance to um, what people, what the needs are of their communities. So engaging in that in that conversation, I, I think was. Desperately needed. We need to continue having that conversation. That's why we're here
1: today.
2: Sorry, say it again.
1: So that's why we're here today, because we want it to continue.
2: Yeah, yeah, I was surprised by by the response of even the most liberal-minded advocates on the outside of the minority perspective. And I guess Mm -hmm. that's a polite way of saying white people advocating for the voices of non-whites. And so it's certainly been interesting to me to see when the non-whites question that advocacy role the whites are playing, the response of those advocates. I -hmm. I think a lot of people forget that they, they, they didn't just end up in this conversation because we wanted to talk about race in America or race in cannabis, it's specifically about that advocacy role and what that means.
1: Right. So while you were you were what well, I don't know if you were surprised by it. I wasn't. I wasn't at all surprised by it. I actually kind of expected it, and uh, I was I was hoping. I was disappointed, to be honest, uh, that we got the response after the fact. That we did, but I was not surprised by it um, because I'm white and I already know what our response is going to be. I'm actually sometimes triggered to that response, to be very honest. And um, and I have to, like, take a breath, swallow my pride and my ego and really think about like how my response um, is really. It's really something that I was trained to. I don't I'm not excusing it, but I don't act in that response because I'm paying attention outside of what I learned growing up. You know what I'm saying?
2: Well, you were indoctrinated. With, what, I was what, indoctrinated what it, into it. it. Yes. So I guess that's what was surprising to me the most was these are these, you know, I have an expectation of my society, but these were. These and this, this happened at a multitude of inter- intersections. Some we talked about on the air; some we did not. But this, this happened at a multitude of intersections with minority voices questioning the level of advocacy, yes, of the white advocates or minority voices. And you know, I I was surprised that these are supposed to be people who openly say they're. Working towards better relationships for minorities, uh-huh. for people of color, for marginalized communities, and yet when called upon by those same communities as to what your actions are, and those communities' disappointment uh-huh. expressed in your lack of uh, effort or whatever, right? That. They all, they all pretty much responded the same way
1: they did. So it, for, it, for, it, let, let's over. just, yeah, surprising. let's just tell everybody and listen, uh, first I want to say before we speak any further on this, that you've gotten a taste of what the cannabis closet podcast is all about. This is what we do. If you are invited onto this show, please be prepared to answer hard questions about what you do. We're not throwing you softballs here. We're trying to make change. So that being said, for anybody who's not in the Missouri cannabis space, and some of you who are, who are just not aware of what happened, um, we had our show on February 22nd where we caught, we talked about racial inclusion. Uh, we had several guests on the show and it was a two and a half hour show. We, I, I feel, um, I actually feel like two of our guests didn't get enough talking time, uh, but they tend to choose their words and their space wisely. And um, I, I uh, you know, what they said was pertinent and important and, um,
2: and it,
1: w- it was worth saying.
2: Right? Impactful. Impactful, Look, thank honest. you. Abrama, Abrama said some of the most impactful shit we heard the whole time.
1: In a short period of time. And, um, and so... Yeah. So we had the show, uh, we allowed everybody, uh, as much time as we could in two and a half hours. I mean, let's be honest, we could have this conversation and we are going to continue to have this conversation for days and weeks and months and years. And so, um, and so two and a half hours just isn't enough for everybody to say everything that needs to be said on this issue and for us to, um, fix anything in the immediate. But having said that, Um, uh, MJ and I definitely uh, Made sure people had time to speak In the beginning and in the end Final thoughts, make sure you plug yourself, etc So
2: when I Not only that, they presented the ideology that They were ambushed and that it was a Pre-thought out Scenario right? None of which was true
0: no. I believe that the it started with, we were, yes, ambushed, degraded. And uh, there was another word that they used um, to say that they were oh, misrepresented. Right. We misrepresented ways them. Ways. Them. So I
1: got a, I got a text mess or a Facebook message that at 10 o'clock that night, uh, we went off at 7 PM. I think the three of us uh, finally went off at seven, seven thirty 30, mm-hmm. something like that. Um, And at 10 p.m., I got a message from one of our guests, and uh, he said that he felt misrepresented and misunderstood. Uh, He then gave me a long list of all of the um, philanthropy that he has done in his community, which is a beautiful list. I commend him for that philanthropy. Uh, He then uh, proceeded to make comment about another guest. On the show and i felt like a demeaning way so i didn't answer to that right away i gave kind of a cookie cutter answer i need to talk to my partner we'll be in touch less than 24 hours after that conversation and also me sending out a message to all of our guests asking for any after show input now that they've had an opportunity to sleep on it i did not get any messages from anybody I was scrolling on Facebook and I saw this message about being ambushed Um, and it was really, it was, it was, it was kind of aimed at us, but we weren't getting the brunt of that message at all. It was really aimed. And now I'm going to start naming names here. Uh, It was really aimed at uh, Marnay Madison is what this post was aimed at, right? Can we agree to that? Did
2: everybody? Yeah, I, I Again, I don't. You know, we all have our own. Uh, it felt like it was more a complaint of victimization, right? Uh, you know, like at Marnay. I think it was there's there, there, it well, was the the. Well, the questions
1: much- that she asked, he didn't feel he had an opportunity to answer. I went back and watched the show. I and cut it all of us. I cut. I I cut him off on the last question that she asked. Uh, and we went, uh, you know, and then we didn't get a chance to come back to it. But again, I want to reiterate that, um, we gave everybody an opportunity for after show thoughts and this specific guest, uh, was actually the last guest to speak after
2: and he was surprise guest. He, he, yeah. he was announced. He was not, you know, he we announced not- him
1: after the Sunday meeting, but like, uh, he wasn't, we asked, for uh, his partner to be on, we and then they came on together. So we we I went guess, with
2: it. I guess I'm going to ask the question to you, ladies, and then we can we can go with this, however, we may. How do we? And I know it's been floating. How do we address this ideology from a Caucasian perspective or from a from white versus black perspective? That when when told they're not doing enough, their knee jerk reaction is to be victimized. Is to Turn this discussion around into how they were told or by whom they were told's character, or when I mean, we start to hear all these excuses, right? Like when you say right. pointing out Marnay or Epin, or so it's really just degrading other people to show to cover up whatever shortcomings were uh, uncovered mm-hmm. in this open discussion. So, how do we do that? In a way, because that's where I'm at, is is I don't, you know, trying to figure out how I can engage the necessary people who are usually a room full of white people without them immediately uh, deferring to white fragility, which seems like it's an inherent, almost internal instinct, even in the most liberal and progressive minded people Mm -hmm. in the group.
1: Right. So can I just read because I was going to read and then, I, and then Megan, I want your thoughts on that, too. But can I just read this to kind of speak to that? Because we were talking about this particular Twitter thread. I'll I'll get through it uh, as quickly as possible. But it's it's kind of where we started the show last week where we talked about the difference in cultures. So uh, this is a Twitter thread started by an individual named uh, Marco Rogers at uh, Polo Tech TK on uh, Twitter if you all want to follow that person. Did y'all know that a lot of white people don't have the culture, cultural concept of real talk? You know where you stop saying the diplomatic thing and tell people what's really going on? They just don't have it. You try to have a moment of real talk and they freak the fuck out. Um, this is a whole thread. Hold on. Let me view the post. It's one of the it's one of the things that makes it difficult for people of color and black people, especially to form real trust relationships with white people. Y'all don't know what's going on because no one tells you and no one tells you because you can't handle the truth. I've come to understand that white people have their own seemingly convoluted way that they decide what's going on and what to do. And I have a really hard time navigating those rituals. I think a lot of us do, and it damages our ability to be successful in white spaces. And then somebody responded uh, to the, if you violate the no discussion rules, how you're treated, and this is right, even those of us who have been relatively successful so far figuring out how to move in white spaces eventually run up against this, failing to figure out figure it out, can put a hard limit on people of color's upward uh, mobility. Um, So if you violate this no discussions about conflict rule, then you have to go. On the flip side, Black folks really uh, expect real talk and never get it, which ends up putting us at a disadvantage. Um, And then it goes on to discuss this uh, from from a person who was raised in like a wasp Perspective, but from my perspective on that, on that, this is the thread goes on uh, for quite a while, but my perspective on all of that is it's true. Um, I, right now, right now in this moment, I am not speaking to my mother. And it's because she hangs up on me and she cries anytime we have to have a real conversation. And it's very frustrating for me because I do appreciate real talk. I want it. And I wanted it on the show. And I feel like we thought we got it from I feel like we got it from some of our guests and then we thought we got it from others is what, what do you guys think, Megan? What do you think about that?
0: I mean, we said this several times, you know, and we actually brought it to attention of um, lip and perception and all these words. And then we even had the discussions of how do we move forward when we've already started these discussions? How do we move forward from, you know, these damaged times and, you know, and everyone was in agreement. I thought when we signed off, everything was great. And then to Mm -hmm. receive this follow up and, uh, and then the actual public post before we even had a chance to respond, um, And again, Drew, the person that uh, did all of this was the one fragile person in the room. That wasn't even expected to be a guest. I'm sorry. Um, And so I I don't don't apologize for that.
2: (laughs) Oh my God. I would stop. You know, at the end of the day, I'm going to fragile is a a question of personality, really. Like, was the white male, was the one white male, was the one white male in the discussion?
0: Right. So then that one white male was the one that had the problem. And so, again, how how is that question answered of um, how do we approach and how do we do this and how do we avoid? Well, we thought we had we thought we had started these discussions and put it in a better place, only to come back to that same point of excuses, lip service. Calling out instead of calling in, all the things that you know we discussed on our podcast um, of what's happening in the industry, and so to get that feedback, get that blow up that we had while we came out on the you know great, good side of it, um, you know it wasn't you know again it was frustrating, it was frustrating, it's super frustrating. We, right. well, we, answered, right. we answered honestly, we did it. Uh, you know, in a way that is us. And I, you know, I, I thank you for going on there. And, uh, you know, most of those comments and, and such have been deleted because uh, maybe someone came correct or got their hand slapped uh, in regard to Hope so. everything. Um, he, They have to answer to board members. They have, uh, you know, a, a whole business that... Um, I think they should answer to the communities. Really? And, uh, and that's why I think the communities were paying attention. I think the, the worst part was the people that wanted to jump up and uh, support uh, their, their friend, um, but didn't actually watch the podcast. Uh, there were people that you know, after being asked to watch the pat podcast before responding did and they came back on and they changed their you know, their stance in some ways um, and others just refused to watch and continue to send us messages that uh, totally didn't make any sense. And like, why are you guys degrading people smoking or why are you putting down people that smoke? It's like, uh, did you watch the podcast because all of us were medicating here. So yeah. um, again, Jumping the problem out that that feedback from people that don't watch or listen or just want to, you know, right. um, support something that they're not aware of. I, that's how do we? How do we uh, support,
2: support and reinforce the concept that this person was that this particular participant was being victimized, and it's a it's a whole group of people who are in accordance to that. Right. And, and they all kind of are the same peer group and the same. Yeah. Dynamic. Right. So again, I guess for me, I look at it like.
1: but How do we progress Jason? If we have to stop every time we have to coddle a white man for his feelings and white men are always in the room for these conversations and white men listen to white men. Mostly I like, it's just, it's like this huge hindrance. And and I'm not saying. I mean, I I would like. I'm I'm putting a call out right I, now. I, I thought I'm by getting a,
2: the proper. I thought by getting the proper white man to have the. That's what I want.
1: Attention. That's what I want. I'm putting a call out right now. I I'm putting sounded. a call out right now. Yeah, yeah I want to find. I want to find this unicorn that exists. I know. But
2: that but, you exist. You know, secondly, sweetheart, you got you got a horn on your head too, and, and so. You're automatically, because of the uniform you wear, in the room with the white man.
1: And and I called him out, and he called uh, me know. a racist.
2: Uh, well, again, it doesn't change your responsibility and other progressive white people's responsibility to speak to their own shortcomings in their own inner populace. Right, right. Because if the dynamic is that we as minorities keep getting put into these negative stereotypes and these negative perceptions because we want to have an honest, real talk conversation uh, and, we know, and those that are in those groups have heard the conversation and now understand the dilemma, I agree with the concept that it, I, it's not my responsibility anymore. There should be enough progressive white people to be able to say, you know what, Chad, just shut up and let him talk. Right. And feel what he's telling you. Right. Don't be defensive. Don't don't, just, and when he's done, when she's done, when they're done talking, ask them what you can do more of. Mm -hmm. Don't tell them what you've done. Don't tell them who you are. Yes.
0: Ask Let your work speak work. for itself.
1: Let your work speak for itself. Um, so we have uh, one of our viewers right now. Um, I hope you're still watching Nexus. Nexus said we were not hard enough with the question. So when uh, I, I'm friends, we're friends. We, we talk sometimes and we we're talking. and I was in frustration and he said, um, I don't think he was ambushed. I don't think you guys went hard enough on 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 this. I think I, you guys pulled back. I agree,
2: back. More. I agree more, but for, for and I me, promised
1: him we would not do that here today.
2: Nah, look, for me, I've i tried to understand. We've, I've talked to both you ladies about this, right? Like, so let's run by the game that nowhere else in the world could you say take advantage of an entire group of people for hundreds of years. Set them for 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 no cost. Set them free, and then just at the mention of the word reparations, lose your mind. (laughs) Shut any, shut any forward, shut any for. Never mind how it leads to like. So we have to backdoor it, right? Like we had to figure out. All right, reparations doesn't work, but if we convince them that they have privilege because the system they established was by them for them and not for anybody else and that by definition is privilege that is an inarguable fact ladies and gentlemen then you will then you you it's easier to get to these other points of well now we have to do some real repair if we spent 400 years systematically decimating families and language and education and roles and just being uh Allowed to marry, just being allowed to have the same citizenship rights that, you know, white Americans had from birth. Right. We're not talking about one generation or two generations or three generations. We're talking about 450-odd years plus And, and the, we can't, we can't have a conversation about repair. Yeah,
1: they they have these conversations openly in places like Germany.
2: That's happening in right? South Africa right it's now. It's happening in South at, Africa right now. If you so look at the high level of of affirmative action that's actually taking place, there there is there is and and look, I'm not promoting this, but there is suddenly a disproportionate number of white people who are now moving into poverty. Because they're being replaced by minorities, by the black people who were excluded for 35, 40 years of apartheid or whatever. So I'm not saying that's the answer, but I am saying at least there's an aggressive movement towards showing those marginalized that they're at the front of the line and here's the front of the line.
1: Listen, nobody wants revenge for the actions. Well, some people might, but nobody wants revenge for the actions overall that have happened over these many 400 years. They're just asking to be treated like human beings, like everybody else and like they matter because they do matter by the way. I just want to, um, take a quick second to do like a, a, like a little, uh, commercial break, if you will. Um, so uh, for our sponsors today, we have a couple aside from My Smoke Gear. Definitely check out My Smoke Gear. The, uh, we have the link right there. We'll put it up in the, there you go. And um, also, if you are interested in learning more about cannabis or you need to go to a virtual clinic, you need to check out Fleurvert Academy. That's F-L-E-U-R at V-E-R-T-E Academy at gmail.com. Fleurvert Academy has many, many uh, courses on cannabis, so you can be be educated about cannabis. You should definitely check that out. They also have a virtual clinic, so you can get in touch with them for their virtual clinic and uh, get a spot in there. You don't even have to leave your home to get your medical card. This is a black woman-owned business. Put your money into black businesses, please. Uh, They're looking for... They're looking for uh, interested, recommending physicians to host a minority patient drive coming up this spring in St. Louis. The goal of this drive is to provide resources and education to underserved and underrepresented uh, communities. If you're interested, you can go ahead and send them an email. That email again is F-L-E-U-R-V-E-R-T-E-academy at gmail.com. Ask for Marnay Madison or Dawn Abernathy. Marnay Madison runs the academy side while Dawn Abernathy is the uh, clinic side. She's the nurse on the clinic side. You will be educated if you meet these women. So definitely check them out. Their office hours are from 9 to 5. They are located in uh, Missouri. Uh, Again, it's Fleurvert Academy, F-L-E-U-R-V-E-R-T, Fleurvert Academy. Um, Also, since, you know, this show was on Missouri, so uh, I want to make sure that everybody knows that um, the, the Canna Culture is presenting the first annual Midwest Canna Golf Tournament Saturday, April 17th. Mark your calendars at Grand Maris Golf Course, Frank Holton State Park. That's in Illinois, Centerville, Illinois. Uh, registration will start at 10 a.m. Tournament starts at 12. Check it out. Um, the golf tournament regist- registration is $100 for individuals and uh, teams. Of, teams of four, $350. This is a Missouri and Illinois cannabis company event. So if you're a cannabis company in Missouri or Illinois, um, definitely reach out. It's a uh, Midwest Canada Golf. Tournament at gmail.com, Midwest Canada golf tournament at gmail.com. And of course we are sponsored by my company, CQ LLC. We are very uh, well-educated, uh, knowledgeable consultants. I have a team that works with me. We have well over 20 years of experience between us in the legal cannabis industry. We do virtual work and we will also show up if you need us a uh, hands-on education and training uh, check us out uh, CQL, uh sorry customer service cqllc at gmail.com for inquiries on that so um, let's uh, continue moving
2: forward with our show well I, you know i did want to although although the show was Missouri heavy with yes its examples of with its examples uh, specifically to the questions we were asking, I want to be clear that I've got very little experience in the Missouri cannabis market. I've been yeah. twice or, but my, but my experience has been the same in the Pennsylvania cannabis market and in the Colorado cannabis market. And so what you start to hear is, uh, people of color are having the same experience across the country. Uh, and, and I don't, and, and I certainly don't want anybody to think that we're talking about Missouri specifically. And that they bear the weight of this racial issue. No way do they. That think- is, that is uh, obviously an issue that you know I run into repeatedly uh, in New Jersey, in Pennsylvania, and in Colorado. I'm presently looking at what Arizona looks like, and they're starting to offer some social equity uh, licensing. So I've got friends in Arizona who are. Um, you know, looking to reach out to consultants who might be able to help them. So again, I think there, what I hope to see is a capacity for people to grow a larger group to support minorities in moving forward in ownership. In, In whatever legislation occurs, I think we have to figure out how to support it and make it better if it has shortcomings. And just about everything does. Most of us have seen that you don't know what you don't know. Right. In, in trying to put people at the front of the line, and yet, you know, they have no financial support, or they have no, you know, so you have to set up a whole nother lane that starts with education early on and starts in the neighborhoods and in these societies that have been mostly affected and impacted mm-hmm. in the first place. Yeah. So it's a truly complicated and complex set of problems, and it's going to take just as complex and complicated set of Solutions, but the idea that we can't get past the communication part of it mm-hmm. and start enacting some shit is really where I have my frustration at this point. Like, I've just become so tired of talking about right black people wanting just I'm, equality.
0: That's I'm kind
1: of yeah. That's that's all, and and I'm kind of tired of changing the subject. So. The subject of our show, February 22nd, was racial inequity in the cannabis industry. And the after conversation turned into white fragility conversations.
0: And it's about not promoting someone's advocacy and them personally, which we have an advocacy show planned. And hopefully all those advocates and those that want to contribute and connect uh, will join us. Uh, and not in a way that's supporting uninformed uh, information that's being put yeah. out.
2: So well, I don't. I gotta sit. head out. I gotta head out. But I, I, I talked to a, a partner and advocate uh, ally of mine uh, the other day, and, and I've been struggling with the same question. And and I'll leave you ladies with this, because, because uh, uh, you know, as a as a black man, I don't it was like I, I don't get to make a choice about advocating for black men. That's mm-hmm. that's. That's what I wake up to every day. So advocacy seems to change its definition depending on whom it is we're advocating for. And I think in the American society, you know, we if you were advocating for an ill patient at the hospital and you didn't show up because your feelings got hurt and that person died or that person had suffered you that would be horrific and people wouldn't you know that's not unacceptable in our society and so I think we have to remember that we all came to this conversation invited as advocates mm-hmm. self-proclaimed and what does that mean why why do why do I put that badge on myself and I ask myself that and I ask everybody at that table the same question. Mm-hmm. Are you advocating for somebody or something, or are you yes. just doing something for yourself? Exactly. And so that's that's been the hardest part. And you know, like now that we're races, it's 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 really one of the most mm-hmm. complex conversations I've ever had in my in my life. And I'm a mixed breed. You know what I'm saying? Like, so it's been my conversation since birth. Mm-hmm. My mom and dad did something that only ten years. Prior was illegal in 23 states.
1: Yeah. in And in, in people, yeah, people in this lifetime have experienced that, where it was not legal for them to get married to the person that they love because of the color of their skin. And also we can, you know, now see that happening with our LBGTQ communities as well.
2: Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Yeah, the hate's the same. The, the separation mm-hmm. and the origin is the same. And that's where I'm trying to figure out personally how to continue on that advocate's path and have a voice mm-hmm. and still have alliances like yourselves who have a different and broader voice in that advocacy, um, which makes the whole texture better. But we can't have it watered down by... Advocates who show up out of convenience. Because that doesn't really seem like advocacy to me then.
1: No. No. But thank but thank you for doing the work, but yeah. also you're not doing it for the sake of advocacy. So like we'll take the work if you're doing the work. And I I don't yeah, yeah. you know, whatever, do it for whatever reason. But I also say don't call yourself an advocate if you're just looking for for uh, recognition for what you're We're doing. Andrews, yeah. Right. right. Um, I want to speak to two points. I know you got to go cause you have, uh, you're a busy man, but I want to speak to two points that you made. Um, and that is, uh, number one, we are not just talking about Missouri. So, um, if you are in another state and you, um, have advocacy groups, they are having the same conversations. We would be happy to have those conversations with them. We want to know what's going on. We want to push this forward. This is not the last time we're going to talk about this. So that's number one. Missouri was just an example of what is happening in every single legal cannabis and every state regardless of whether we're talking about cannabis or not, but since this is what we are talking about here. And um, the second point I want to make was a Brahma's point on last Monday, which is um, let's replace people of color with veteran, with woman, with uh, persons with disabilities. Nobody would argue about making sure that those Groups are covered when we talk about inclusion, but then when the second we say people of color, people forget. If we say black people, people forget all of a sudden that if you if you forgot about veterans in your in your inclusion plan, you would be ripped apart. Why aren't you ripped apart for forgetting about black people and people of color, black
2: and brown people? Why? Who? My response to that is. Who's to do the ripping? Because the minority, right now, right now we have, ah, okay, because right now the minorities who call those people out, even in polite ways, and even in society we've been shown, whether you're a Democrat or a Republican, or if you are of the established ruling class, then you don't have to answer to certain things. Right, You right. don't have to be responsible. Then you can uh, absolve yourself of certain responsibilities that everybody else has to be responsible for mm-hmm. in simple social etiquette. So when somebody gets called out on what they say they're doing doesn't look to match up with what they've done, we, we then get what we've defined as white fragility. And I don't know how to
1: can I ask you one more question I know I'm holding you up but um, did you tell me recently that you have a list of individuals who are in prison on low-level
2: drug offenses that you could supply I, I haven't dove into anything specifically but I'm, I sit on a board where I no I, I, I we, we must have misunderstood okay. it wouldn't but it, I, I have cont- it, it's not that hard to find right. Just like I I lended to you the idea that we got an invite into the Missouri cannabis market and with less than, say, two or three phone calls and two or three meetings, we were invited and standing in the rooms of minority-driven cannabis initiatives. In these same markets that these other white advocates say they can't participate in. Now that I call bullshit on it, didn't take me that hard. They didn't. They didn't do any research on it. Hey, is that a black guy calling? Can you know? So I, yeah. <laughs> you have to, you have to prioritize it. And I don't think everybody prioritizes it. Yeah, I agree.
0: Or the honesty about their priorities. It's fine if you have other priorities, but right. don't don't uh, represent that you're representing everybody when your priorities are elsewhere and then questioning the people of color why they're not representing everybody else. Ah, uh, yes. Health has advocates, everybody else has programs. And so uh, we know that some of our uh, women of color that are representing their communities are... Um, Doing just that because there is lack of, and um, they're filling the crazy need crazy. in the community. That was, uh, I think, a, a huge comment. Uh, you know, a continuing comment on the um, thread earlier was, "Well, why are you? Know, why are you only helping you know people of color?"
2: Yeah, well, yeah. Look, I'm just are are say the only
0: ones that are not being as Megan, right
2: Megan. I don't know if you've heard this before, but I, you know, because i I've. I've Why do they get black entertainment television or why do they get- Black uh, History uh, Month. Why do they (laughs) get a month to be remembered? Why? Because the system is created in whole by the other day. (laughs) And now they are are slowly doling out small pieces and making us as a society feel like how dare they ask for a piece of what we've created is absurd to me. And again, they,
1: who created,
2: who created it? Well, uh, white landowners. Uh, Are again, you sure? uh, am I am I sure of what they
1: created the system, but they didn't create this great United States. We were no, no, that. I'm not
2: talking about who labored to build
1: or this what? industry. Since uh, to stay on topic about that, right? Say it again or this industry, to stay on topic about that. This any, industry was any built. Any
2: industry, right? right? Like Again, this industry is the clear new reflection of what every industry is. And the numbers stand up to mirror that. I, I just read an article the other day. I said to you, 2020, going into 2021, we think we're a progressive country of, of liberal-minded people. And we've had a Black president out of 50-some right. or whatever. Um out of the Fortune 500, just the top 500 companies, like never mind the tens of thousands of other companies that exist, as a, a window to ownership in that uh, and leadership in that world, there are three black people, three people of color who are CEOs of those top 500. Two of them are black women which I was really proud of. But again,
0: yes.
2: that's not a percent. That's not no. a single percent. And it reflects the same everywhere we go. So why do we have to have black entertainment television? Because we got to have something to see ourselves somewhere.
0: Yeah. And
2: even that, I would say, has been hijacked and, and <laughs> weaponized. And, and, um, but that's a whole other conversation. Yeah. So, so again, I, I, I would like to if it's if it's up to me to judge my peer group of black uh, people to to have an expectation of them or if they're out of pocket or like hey man that's you know let's tone that down or you know I it's, I take that on no problem as as I hope that more and more individuals of other races can do the same.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, thank you for joining us. And uh, thanks for
2: having me, ladies. Really, it's always a pleasure.
1: We're gonna continue a little bit more conversation, but get start wrapping up. But thanks for joining us again. And we're gonna have Jason Mitchell back on for future shows, definitely. Um, yeah, yeah. And-
2: and Check us out at Soulful Cannabis,
1: you
0: know. Um, Thank you. you know,
2: we, we, we do some good work there. We're trying to continue moving it down. Hit me up any anytime. I'm always down for having this conversation uh, and, and moving the advancement of our industry forward. Mm-hmm. Uh, this This plant that brings us all together in this discussion deserves the best version of us to share yeah. it. So absolutely. You know, and
1: if anybody's interested you. in getting in touch with Jason Mitchell, just uh, send us a message in our inbox and we'll make sure that he gets it and uh, connect you to Mr. Jason Mitchell. Thank you, Jason, for coming through. Thanks. Good luck at all. Have all right. a great night. You too. You next time. Bye. So mm-hmm. uh, you ready to wrap this one up? I have a few Ooh, final, yeah. final thoughts. Did, I, I'm sure you want to share some final thoughts. I don't want to leave any of our, of our feelings out of it. So our first episode on the cannabis closet podcast was about language. And we specifically spoke about the language that we use in the cannabis industry. But I got to tell you, there was some language used and has been language used in the past in conversations that I've been in with people who look like me, white people. Um, that's, that's just, it, it's disgusting. You can't call yourself an advocate and not know that, using certain terminology and, and excuses is wrong. And so one of the terms that was used this week, uh, was, uh, it was a phrase is, uh, pulling the race card. Uh, we don't work with people who pull the race card. Here's my problem. Um, nobody's pulling the race card. Nobody's doing that that is an excuse to avoid a really important conversation that we shouldn't even have to still have in 2021, but we do. And since we do, I mean, we desperately need it. We need to correct ourselves and our peers on those things.
0: Your language.
1: Speaking of correcting our peers, it is absolutely our responsibility to hold ourselves and our peers accountable Not just in private, okay? When somebody says something publicly that you know is wrong, then you need to say something publicly, especially if you call yourself their friend. Because friends tell each other the truth, and friends keep other friends from acting like an asshole in public. And my final-ish thought, I mean, obviously, I'm going to tell you all all about our fun stuff before we get off the air here today. But my final-ish thought is um, this. Being held accountable may feel like an attack if you are not ready to acknowledge how your poor decisions impact others. You have to be prepared to acknowledge that and... I am not upset that we have to have this conversation today because this is a learning experience for everybody, including the individuals involved. I really feel like there's learning to be done here. And to be clear, I I feel like the organization that is attached to this individual is doing great work. And if anybody or they're doing amazing work and they need the community's help. So if you are a community member and you know that there are people sitting in jail, your brothers, your sisters, your, your aunts, your uncles, your fathers and mothers sitting in jail on low level cannabis uh, offenses, um, get in touch with the Canna Convict Project. I do not think one person is a reflection on their work. I think they're doing great work and I think that they need the community's help and they can only learn and they can only grow if we continue to just call them out when they need to be called out and work with them to do the best for our own communities as well. So. Um, Reach out to the Canna Convict Project. If you know anybody or you're connected and you know somebody knows somebody, you know, this is how those things work. We have to get these innocent people out of jail. We have to do that. And, and, you know, I'll be damned if I'll let one person's um, false narratives uh, diminish that, that, that project, that that goal i i want them to achieve their goal so that's that's my final on that uh mj Take
0: yeah. it away. <laughs> so, for anyone that is tuning in and maybe is a little caught off guard or not uh, following the conversation, check out our February twenty second podcast. Um, you can see that on YouTube, WeedTube, um, and all of our other TikTok. I think we're just connected there, but um, we are in uh, several different platforms. On Spotify we're on too. On Spotify. Yeah. Uh, we are not hooked up to Spotify, so if you want to hear us but not see us, um, that <laughs> is good for you too um, your it loss. A half hour podcast we um talked for a long time and so check it out um cannabis closet podcast podcast uh in other places um Email us your stories. Canna Queen. No, so that's your email. Sorry, uh, <laughs> not to give out yours. Um, you can. <laughs> closet 420 at gmail.com. Um, if you don't feel comfortable reaching out uh, directly and you do know anyone with any um, low level cannabis crimes and you want us to uh, put you in touch with those representatives, we are happy to do that. Um, but again, check out our podcast. Uh, follow us on those different platforms. Um, join our raffle. I think. Uh, I think one of the things too, and just to kind of touch on, is uh, in in order with this uh, our social equity episode, is that America should be thankful that Black people um, only want equality, not revenge. I think that is uh, a telling statement. Um, and I, I've seen it in me. Thank you. I've, seen it, I've heard it said. And um I think that, you know, everyone should be very thankful that um, you know, there's always talks of civil wars and um a social unrest. And uh we should get ahead of those conversations and so we don't find ourselves um doing that. <laughs>
1: yeah, for sure. Um last last uh little bit, uh, don't forget to check out our raffle. Uh you can enter our raffle, uh Dollar Sign Cannabis Closet 420 or uh by entering our email into PayPal. So PayPal is uh cannabis closet420 at gmail.com. And uh, our cash app is Dollar Sign Cannabis Closet 420. The raffle tickets are $25 a piece. Uh, You are entering to win a Focus v Carta, a resin art bundle valued at $150. Uh, Cannabis apparel and accessories valued at $50. Queen and Cannabis Closet apparel valued at $50. I'm going to show off this while I smoke it while uh, MJ tells you about the art contest that we need you to enter so that we can actually have that cannabis closet apparel. (laughs)
0: Yeah. So all proceeds and, uh, entry fees, they go towards our, um, our budget, what we're doing, um, help us, uh, you kind of pay for our platforms. Um, that is the (laughs) wonderful item that you will be winning, uh, as the main prize of our, our raffle. Um, But uh, yeah, so Artists Call Out, we are looking uh, to help build our brand. We're working on that where it's a constant, uh, you know, in motion process that we're doing uh, to get ourselves seen. And so if you have any um, ideas, some artistic talent uh, can assist us with even technical uh, information and uh, that type of artistry. um, We are still a brand new podcast. We've Need it all. Um, So we are doing an art contest. If you are an artist and you want to uh, send us some know, ideas for logos, for uh, likenesses, um, we are for it all. We are planning on making apparel, uh, using it for uh, marketing, and we will always give shout outs, gratitude, love um, to you and your company if you are that winner. Or if you contribute and produce your art, so we um, we know that's not always the uh, best way to go. Um, <coughs> artists need to uh, make money too, but this is a long-term relationship. As we start making money, as we start getting sponsors, as we start uh, you know really not being having to do. Uh, hey, send us your stuff. Um, we're going to potential for a contract we have Potential for future relationships. Know that <laughs> we can uh, trust your time and energy and that we can give back to you as well. So if uh, you
1: want, you don't have to commit that far. Absolutely yeah. not. The Same. main prize is that we're going to create some apparel with whatever your whatever your drawing is, if you win. Uh, but we do want to explore long term relationships with the individual as well, because if that's something that you're interested in, we would also be interested in that for sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, don't forget to check out uh, CQLC. That's customer service. CQLC at gmail.com. We are a full service consulting training and education company. We will work virtually or on site with your you and your staff. Uh, I think Megan mentioned already the women in cannabis. Don't forget to check out Fleurvert Academy and um, and virtual clinic. Uh, you can reach them, uh, see so you can book your clinic appointment at www.flurvert.more Uh And then if you have any inquiries, you can reach them at flvertcademy at gmail.com. Uh, That's F-L-E-U-R-V-E-R-T-E Academy at gmail.com. You can reach out to Marnay Madison if you're interested in uh, what the academy is offering. And you can reach out to Don Abernathy if you're interested in their virtual clinic. They are looking for interested recommending physicians to host a minority patient drive this spring in St. Louis, Missouri. Look out for that. Uh, you can participate in that as well. Uh, their goal is to provide resources and education to the underserved and underrepresented uh, communities. So if you're interested, again, you can reach out to them at fleurbirdacademy at gmail.com. There's a Midwest Canada uh, golf tournament happening Saturday, April 17th in uh, Centerville, Illinois. And you can reach out to Midwest Cana golf tournament at gmail.com for information about that. <clears throat> and I believe that is everything. Everything. You guys, thanks for sticking in with us. Thanks for joining us on our pinner slash blunt episode. Oh, speaking of blunts, don't forget that uh, PZ is going to be joining us on our our 419 show as uh, our guest co-host. We're going to be talking about consumption methods on that show. And we're going to be experimenting with some consumption methods as well. So um, and we're hoping to be in the same room on that show. Right. We're going to be in the same room on that show.
0: yeah down to down to you and uh, we'll be in you know not my my blank canvas here we'll be in your wonderful studio (laughs) we'll work it out
1: in here for sure Uh, all right so check us out Uh, follow us uh, on uh where, where, where are we at we're on facebook we're on instagram uh we are live right now on twitch uh facebook live and youtube uh, you can find us on TikTok. We're building that account. Give us time. We're gonna get there. You can find us on Spotify after the show. We will upload to Spotify, Google Podcasts as well. Uh, and yeah, you guys, thanks for joining us on the Cannabis Closet Podcast. We will see you next week for the women's episode. Oh, it's gonna be amazing. I look forward to that one. I'll definitely come back for that one. And we'll see you next time. You guys be kind to yourselves. Be nice to yourselves. See you next time. Stay lifted.